Hi, everyone. Susie O here. Just want to let all of you know that the certificates of deposit at Alliant Credit Union are now at, for a six-month CD, 5%, a 12- to 17-month CD, 5.15%, and an 18- to 23-month CD, 4.90%. And for those amounts of $75,000 or more, just add on 0.5% to those rates. Go to myalliant.com and check it out. First, 2022. Hi, Susie. Miss Travis. Oh, she's calling me Miss Travis. Am I in trouble? No, that was just kind of excited. Oh, good. Today's a special day for our friend Woody. Woody Simmons. Susie, tell everyone who Woody is in your life. So, years and years ago, like as far back as 1973, is when. Well, first of all, KT, the dinosaur age. But before that, we have to welcome everybody to this is Ask Susie and and KT anything. But KT asked Susie to tell all of you about Woody Simmons. First of all, Woody's birthday is today. Happy birthday. It is her 70th, my dear, dear friend. And I have been friends with Woody since 1973. And we worked together at this little restaurant that we both started at called Loaves and Dishes for like a dollar something, KT, an hour. And then we both moved on to where? The Buttercup Bakery. The famous Buttercup Bakery. Where Woody washed dishes and I was the cook and brought out the food. And waitress. And waitressed, all that. But Woody was this, and still is, this extraordinary musician. And at one point, she was one of the top 12 banjo players in the United States. I bet she still is. Now, Woody and her wife, Paula, live in Hawaii as well as California. But we love both of you so much. But Woody, happy, happy Happy birthday. birthday. All right. So... What should we do now? Well, I have a couple questions here for you, Don't you want to tell everybody how your family visit was? Oh, Easter weekend, Passover and Easter, our holiday weekend was wonderful. First of all, we had great weather. Second of all, we had a lot of fun with the little ones, little Will and Tommy. And Susie, they embraced their Auntie Susie beyond my wildest expectations. <laughs> they would run, wake up and run, run, run all the way from one end of the house to the other to jump into bed with their Aunt Susie. And it was a lot of fun. And we had the most unusual conversations, but serious conversations, but it was great. So, but now they're gone. And here we are again, ready to do our podcast. All right, KT, what do you got for us? Okay. First question is from Catherine. 
Hi, KT and Susie. Any thoughts on reinvesting dividends or not? I am 28 with a good income and savings amount, but not sure whether to choose yes or no when the brokerage firm asks this question. What do you think? Should she or should she not reinvest dividends? So here's the thing, KT. Drip. What's a drip? Drip. Drip. What's a drip? Drip. D-R-I-P, a dividend. <laughs> a drip is what happens when my nose, never mind. Right? <laughs> but it's like dividend reinvestment program. Is that, a real th- is that a real term? Yes. Is that like in your secret money language term or does everyone? No, everybody knows a drip. So should a I do a drip? brokerage says, should you drip or not? Yeah. Oh my God. All right. Anyway, so, and the answer to that would be, my dear Catherine, especially given that you're so young absolutely reinvest dividends because then your dividends also grow. Otherwise, what happens is you get a dividend, it goes into the money market account, maybe you're making 0.01% on it or something like that, and it just sits there and you do nothing with it. If in fact you are investing in stocks or exchange traded funds or whatever it is that you believe in, and hopefully you're going to own and be invested in for the next 10, 20, 30, 40 years, even at the age of 28, that would make you only 68. Yeah, you want to reinvest dividends. Okay. However, KT, <laughs> is, if I she mean, were six, real term drip. yeah, drip, drip. Oh if she God. were sixty-eight or seventy-eight and living off of those dividends, mm. the answer would be no. Do not reinvest your dividends if you need them to live off of. But you always like, regardless of age, buying dividend-paying stocks. Always have, yeah, always have. I know that part. Okay, next is from Luann, and this is Hi Susie and KT. I understand that Amazon is doing a split next month. I've heard you explain splits before, but can you explain if we should be investing now or after the split? Is that your quizzy? Should that be your oh, quizzy? you can make it my quizzy. You want to do an early quizzy? No, I have a quizzy for you, but let's make this a quizzy. So don't answer it now? No, no, answer it now. Want me to answer it? Yeah, yeah. I think she absolutely wants to buy now before it splits, because when it splits, she'll have double or more. But it could split KT and still buy it at a cheaper price. So should she buy it now or wait till this split? I would buy it now. (laughs) Oh, come on. No, you wait and you buy more. Here's the thing. All right, now, don't go out there with me. We're not going to get in an argument over this. Lou Ann, it isn't. Is that, was that my quizzy? No, that wasn't your quizzy. Okay. All right. <laughs> so you didn't get it wrong. You feel better now? Yeah. All right. Even though you did get it wrong. I have to say, how the first time I heard the expression split was when I was fairly young and my dad had invested in Microsoft. And he used to come running in so excited with a newspaper. My stock split, my stock split. And we none of us understood what the heck that meant or why he was so excited. He loved when that happened. But, you know, in days of old, it's very different than days right now. Mm-hmm. So, for instance, KT, Amazon is right around $3,000 a share. Mm-hmm. That's a lot. 
to pay for one share. But even if they split, let's say they split two for one, I don't know what they're going to split for, right? That means it would go to $1,500 a share. That's still a lot. But that's not the point. But no, that's not the point. The point is, is Amazon a stock that you want to own, period? Is Amazon where you want to be investing money? Yeah. If it's true, then it really doesn't matter if you do it now or if you do it after it splits. So what you really want to look at is what is happening right now in the stock market? What is happening with interest rates? Because remember, when interest rates go up, stocks like Amazon tend to go down. So is now the right time for you to do it? Is it not? You're just going to have to figure that out. But I don't care if it's going to split. Your question has to be, is Amazon a stock that I want to own now? right here before the split? Or do I want to wait and see what happens? That choice is up to you. Next one, KT. So Susie, next question is from Raylan. She calls herself Ray. And she said, my FICO score is 731. Pretty good, sweetheart. Pretty good. She said, I have one last- What do you mean not bad? That's a good FICO score. Yeah, it is. All right, all right. I have one last debt to clean up on my credit report after my divorce. She has $9,500 on a credit card. It was charged off with no new company contacting me for collection. I've been advised by a mortgage broker to let it go, but it's so old and inactive on my report. Should I save the money and then contact the credit union to pay it off or leave it alone for another three years? for it to fall off and use that $9,500 towards a, a, a down, I guess, towards a down payment on a home. Got it. So here's so the there answer. there you go. What's the answer? That could have been your quizzy too, right? Which is, <laughs> Ray, absolutely do not, and I repeat, do not pay it off. The reason is when you are 120 days past due on a debt, it affects your FICO score. And even though you might pay it off 200 days from that point, it's not going to help your FICO score on any level. The fact that this was charged off years and years ago, there's a good probability that you are past the statute of limitation in the state that you live in, which states that this debt is absolutely a debt that nobody can sue you to come after you. Nothing if you are past the statute of limitations. Therefore, I want you to go and look up, because you don't say what state you're writing us from, to go up and look up what is the statute of limitation on credit card debt. If you are past that, ignore it. You don't have to pay it. It is legally over. So yeah, use that 9500 towards your new home purchase. It would be far better. It's not going to help your FICO score at all. You already have a relatively good FICO score of 731, so I would not be worrying about it. However, if you are not past the statute of limitations and you are getting close to when that period is up, 
Oh, your phone is going to start ringing and somebody is going to try to get you to be afraid to pay off that $9,500. And if you simply say, yes, I'll send in a check. You send in a check, the statute of limitations starts all over again. So if somebody happens to call you and says they are from a collection agency because they will try anything right before the limitation period is up to get you to pay something to start it all over again. If somebody calls you and does that, say, I am absolutely not paying, I'm not going to pay, and that's just how it is. And then hang up on them. No, she doesn't have to just hang up on them. I would hang up on them. Just say thank you, goodbye. She doesn't have to hang up on them. Why not? Because that's not nice. They're trying to trick her, Katie. No, she just says, I'm good, thank you, I'm all taken care of, goodbye. Do you understand the dynamic in our household? Yeah, she doesn't have to hang up like that. Oh, I would hang up so fast. Don't be rude, just say, everything's fine, thank you, goodbye. All right, whatever. Okay, next one is from Tanya. Hang up, hang up. Now wait. (laughs) No, Susie. Hi, Susie and KT. I feel like I'm asking my own personal quizzy question. After sharing the code for your must-have documents with my immediate family, my parents, age 79 and 77, they're still young, and older sister, age 55, they've asked me to help them complete their forms. So I am now the teacher. My dad has a consulting business that is in an LLC. My question is, can the LLC be put into a trust? If something happens to them both, I'm not sure how we would access his business legally. Mm. So short and sweet, what do we do with the LLC? Tanya, yes, yes, yes. Because this is what KT and I have had to do. For those of you who don't know, An LLC is a limited liability company, and you can absolutely own a business or a home or anything that you want to protect from what? From somebody suing you. So think about the name, a limited liability company, which means your liability is limited. And most of the times, like in Tanya, in your situation, The member of the LLC is your father. What you would simply do is that, or what he would simply do, truthfully, is he would change the member to the trust. So again, if the member was your dad, then it changes to your dad as trustee of the trust. Now, everybody, I want you to listen to me. You have questions like this with the must-have documents that many of you are using. And the must-have documents has a section in it called Frequently Asked Questions. And there are questions under the funding sections. So if you are confused on how to fund a trust, or even let's say you had this question about an LLC and I didn't choose your email or KT didn't choose your email to answer, all you would have had to do is go to the frequently asked questions and you would have found the answer right there. So it's just that simple. Again, for all of you, if you want the must-have documents, which happens to be $2,500 worth, 
a state-of-the-art document that you can share with anybody in your family for $99. Just go to suzyorman.com slash offer. And they're so easy to have and to do. Everyone needs one, a will and a trust. So this next question I chose because I think it's important. It's about disabilities, but there's a term in here I never heard of. So I want you to educate me as well. And this is from Avis. Hi, Susie and KT. My niece has a child born with disabilities. My understanding is that an ABLE account, it's pronounced A-B-L-E, can be opened and contributed to for her daughter's care that will not affect her SSI benefits up to $16,000 a year and a maximum of $100,000. So they live in New York. What are your thoughts on this? Is a special needs trust a better option? So Susie, what is Enable account? I never heard that. Yes, see, KT, here's what happens is that when you go on SSI, mm-hmm. Social Security Income or Disability or whatever, if you're left an amount of money, all of a sudden you'll get disqualified from SSI. Oh. The state will literally take it away. And so therefore, what happens is people set up a special needs trust mm-hmm. where they leave money to the trust to help take care of the special needs child, which then doesn't disqualify them from SSI. Mm. However, another way to do it, and I think this was set up, boy, I'm guessing on this, in 2014. And ABLE, A-B-L-E, stands for Achieving a Better Life Experience. Oh, I love that. That's what it means. That's what it means. Achieving so, a better, better life, life experience, experience, right? Love that. So in essence, it's a savings account where you can pay for qualified disability expenses tax-free. And the great thing is it will not disqualify you or your child from SSI. So let me ask you a question. If if this niece, let's say she's still, you know, young and she's left a significant amount of money or an inheritance, she can't how much, be. but how much when when do they disqualify you for the SSI? Yeah, well, believe it or not, it's like you can't have more than I think it's two thousand dollars or three thousand dollars for a couple in a savings account. Oh my god. That's goodness. why or and I don't think you can have income more than 1600 a month. Hmm. So imagine here you are the most you can make is I think 1600 a month. These figures change all the time, so I could be off a little bit, but 1600 a month, you can't have more than 2 or 3000 dollars a month in savings. So how fabulous that the able account has come along. Mm-hmm. You could put 16000 a year in. If you happen to be, by the way, the disabled person who's funding it themselves, mm. the most you can put in is 12000 I think it's 900 a year. Mm. But still, you can put money in there and have it up to a max, like I said, of about $100,000. So he can gift his niece money in that account. Yeah. But you have to remember to qualify for it, the disability had to happen prior to the age of 26. You're kidding. 
No, so it's not like wow. if all of a sudden you become so just, many rules and regulations. I know, it's really, crazy. it's really sad. Anyway, okay, go all on. All right, next, I love this next question because it's you something. love them no, all. This is something I always want to do with Susie, everybody. So listen to this question. It's from Cyrus. Any thoughts on a bank that might refinance a single-wide mobile home with land in Arkansas? I cannot find one. So I don't want to. I don't want to live in a, a single wide with Susie, but I always wanted to do some kind of a little mobile home trip. Yeah, a, a road was, trip. It was in two thousand and three when my book, The Laws of Money and the Lessons of Life, came out, and KT and I got, got a forty-five foot bus. Yeah, it was the best trip, right, and we traveled twelve thousand three hundred miles. On that bus, slept over six on, weeks. Slept six weeks. on that bus. We were going constantly on tour in that bus, and it was. Susie a, learned how to drive it. We had a bus driver, and we had an assistant driver. We needed two drivers, and yeah, one was because it went twenty-four hours a day. Oh yeah, right. But we had a great time. So much fun, right? So there actually is a bank that really fits the needs for people like you and people who are just starting new businesses that are a little bit unusual. And it's Stearns Bank. They're in Minnesota. I don't happen to have their phone number or link to them, but I'm sure that you could look them up and absolutely go there and get your needs met. All right, next, KT. All right, everybody. The next one is from Anonymous. I am 51 years old. In 2016, I was blindsided with divorce papers. Since then, I started my own business. I have a small TSP IRA and Roth IRA, but my credit card debt is more than I have in all of those accounts combined. I am ashamed of the credit card debt. However, I did what I had to do. I receive alimony and recently half of my husband's retirement pay. What can I do, Susie? I want to be financially independent and not be a burden to my children when I get older and cannot work. What do you think I'm going to say, KT? What word in that email did I really target. You, you, Susie Orman, ashamed. Oh, I love you so much. I know you so, do. So those things bother you. Yeah. Here's Especially the thing. when it comes to money people. Right. Stop being ashamed. The deficit here is not that you have more debt than you have in savings. The deficit here is how you feel about who you are. If you want to be financially independent, you have to feel good about who you are. Shame, fear, and anger, the three internal obstacles to wealth, they cannot cross your mind, your lips, your feeling. Do not say them. No. You know, I did a podcast so long ago called The Three Gatekeepers. And these are three things that you need to remember which are as follows. Whenever you think something, whenever you say something, whenever you do something, it has got to pass the three gatekeepers. And they are, is it kind? Is it necessary? Is it true? You are ashamed. That is not kind to yourself. It is not necessary. And it is not 
true. Because there is nothing for you to be ashamed of. So, all right, maybe it is true that you feel ashamed in your situation, okay? But it's got to pass all three gatekeepers, and it's not kind and it's not necessary. As soon as you fail to pass all three gatekeepers, you have to stop. Don't say it, don't think it, don't feel it. And say what you want to feel, what you want to think, what you want to say in a way that it passes those gatekeepers. Can you try that out? You are not way behind the curve when it comes to retirement. Who cares? Right? You have now freed your life. Who knows what else will come, but it will come to you when you feel that you are worthy to get all the magic and the love, the caring and the devotion that's out there just waiting to come your way. And did I say money? As well as money. (laughs) All right, go on, Katie. That's so beautiful. I love the gatekeepers. You know, everybody, we still use the gatekeepers ourselves. Yes, Susie and I always try to live by that rule. And you stop, you just, it makes you think, is it kind, is it necessary, is it true? Yeah. So Susie, this is from Julie. And the reason I picked this, the subject says shady employer. And then I started reading her question. And I thought, wow, a lot of people out there may be experiencing the same thing. Oh, interesting. So it, you know, Katie, yeah. I have to tell you, I answered her directly. You did? Yes, because oh, I was so upset. I read this email. And it's funny you picked it. Yeah. Um, because other people should know the answer, but well, I didn't answer her directly. You need to tell p- uh, everyone that listens what to do. It says, hi, By Katie By the way, before you say that, KT, if you want to write in and ask a question, maybe I'll answer it directly. You never know, like I did with this email. But all you have to do is write into either Podcast at gmail.com or download the Women and Money app at Google Play or Apple Apps. And you never know, I'm putting stuff on there and I'm about to download on the app the do's and don'ts of money that I told you I would do a few podcasts ago. So you'll find things there that you're not going to find anywhere else. All right, go on. Okay, ready? Everybody listen to this. My husband has gotten wind that his employer is broke and hasn't been paying his subcontractors. It's only a matter of time until my husband doesn't get a paycheck anymore. The writing is on the wall. As soon as I realized this, I had him immediately stop his 401k contribution and dug deeper into seeing when the last time his money had been deposited into his 401k. Then she said, sadly, it appears that my suspicion was true. I feel that we may now be out of all of the money he's been contributing for all of January and February. Who do I call and find out what to do now? I'm sick to my stomach about it. This made me sad because obviously your husband works as a contractor and or, or a, a, an yeah, employee. Yeah, but this happens of, all the time. Yeah, not fair. So what should people do, Susie? Yeah. What can they do? So Julie, this is what you need to do and everybody listening to this. Take heed, this happens more than you would think. So essentially, this is what I wrote back to Julie, is that the employer, her husband's employer, is in absolute violation of what's called ERISA laws. And 
ERISA laws are what governs your 401ks, your 403bs, any employer-sponsored retirement accounts. So if I were you, I would call the Department of Labor, and I do know their number offhand because of how many times I've had to give mm-hmm. it out, which is one 866 So the Department of Labor, and you should do it immediately. Give them the number one more time. It's one 866 the number four, U-S-A-D-O-L. Okay, great. And just call that and do that as soon as you can. And the thing is, you have an employer and you also have a plan administrator. That plan administrator looks over the plan that your husband's employer is offering to you. They should have taken action. And I would let them know as well, you know, they really have to get on this case. Why aren't they sticking up for you? Call whoever the plan administrator is and ask to speak to the manager. Also, you should bring this to the attention of all the employees immediately so everyone stops contributing now. I would be all over this like a cheap suit if I were you. Mm -hmm. So I'm so sorry this has happened to you. And really, your husband should get a new job right now. Oh, it's so, so sad. Mm -hmm. Not fair at all. Yeah. It's just not right. You know what time it is? Yeah, time for us to sign off. Oh, we're not going to do a quiz. I gave you quizzes throughout yeah, this entire baby, I'm so podcast. Happy. I don't have a quizzy right now. Not today. Oh, I love you. I love you. I love you. I love you. Yeah, baby. Yeah, no baby. Quizzy. No quizzy. No quizzy. I do have one here. I have to tell you. All right. But I can tell you she's so happy because she doesn't want to well, be wrong. Well, you can go for it. Just ask No, because to- I know you're not going to get it, and then you'll be upset. Then when we go have coffee, you're going to talk to me about it for 45 minutes. <laughs> we had enough quizzes. <laughs> right, All right. Right. So that brings us to the end of another Ask Susie and KT. I'm Anything. hungry. See, I knew that I'm because hungry. I could hear her stomach growling. Mm-hmm. So I thought, oh, I better end this before we get a growl in the middle of the answer of her quizzy. All right. So until Sunday, when we have Susie's school, and I don't know what that will be yet, because I'm kind of spontaneous with it. What do you want to tell everybody? I think you're going to be on CNN with Pamela Brown on Saturday night. I think so. I don't know exactly what time, though, everybody, but tune in. She starts at 7 p.m. Eastern. All right, so. Tune in. Susie's going to be on. They're going to do some. She wants to talk to Susie now for weeks, so this is the first time on the calendar that I said, okay, I kind of blew it in that I told everybody I was going to be on CNN. I think it was on Wednesday. It Mm -hmm. turned out I was on CNN International. International. But we'll post that clip because I thought it was a pretty good clip. All right, but watch Pamela. I'm starting to be asked to go back on television. And she's going to, she, with resistance, but she's going to do it. Yeah, I've been being asked now for a year and a half, but I've been like, no, I don't really want to. I've been booking her, everybody. Until I see more and more Susie. All right, here we go. All right, everybody. But until next Sunday, KT, there's really only one thing that we want people to remember. When it comes to their money and their lives, and what is it? 
We want you to be safe, strong, and secure. See you Sunday. Bye-bye, everybody. Neither Susie Orman Media nor Susie Orman is acting as a certified financial planner, advisor, a certified financial analyst, an economist, CPA, accountant, or lawyer. Neither Susie Orman Media nor Susie Orman make any recommendations as to any specific securities or investments. All content contained in this podcast is for informational and general purposes only and does not constitute financial accounting or legal advice. You should consult your own tax, legal, and financial advisors regarding your particular situation. Neither Susie Orman Media nor Susie Orman accepts any responsibility for any losses which may arise from accessing or reliance on information in this podcast. And to the fullest extent permitted by law, we exclude all liability for loss, damages, direct or indirect, arising from the use of this information. The must-have documents discussed in this podcast are legal documents created by a lawyer and distributed by Hay House.